0: Thank you for joining us today. Whether you are part of the Lighthouse family, be it on site with us weekly or tuning in online, we'd love to connect with you via our social media at Lighthouse Ely. It's on all our social media platforms. I hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Amen. Praise God. The battle belongs to Jesus. Oh, thank you again, Pastor Rose. Always starting the message, the word. She said, the word of God is seed. And that is what we are going to hear this morning. We are all sowers. The Lord has given us his words. As we sow the word, as we listen to the word of God, let us allow the word of God to fall on that soil, the good soil. So you have to prepare yourself to be the good soil. So that when the word of God falls in it, and it will germinate, and it will bear fruit, it will multiply. When the battle comes on, you have the word. That obedience to the word of God to defeat. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. In the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, God, for another day that you have made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it, because this is the day that you, God, have made for us. And we thank you for the opportunity to see today, because we saw today because of your word, your spoken word over us, over our lives, over everything that concerns us. You knew from the one that we're going to be here today to listen to your word and to bear witness of what God is doing and what you continuously do in our lives in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen, people of God. Our topic this morning says obedience to God's word. Obedience to God's word. So I have questions for you this morning. Do you have the word of God in you? You can be coming here every day, singing, praising, worshipping for the moment. And as soon as you go through this door, it's off. So true and true, you have to ask yourself this question. Do you have the word of God in you? And what authority are you obedient to? So let's look to the dictionary and say, what is her obedience? Obedience is compliance, total submission to the law. So whose authority do you have in you? Do you have the authority? Because if you do not have the word of God in you, it's impossible for you to obey what God is saying, or even to know what God is saying, not to talk of obeying and trusting the word. So... My question is, do you have the word of God in you? That's what we call Sunday, Sunday medicine. That's people that goes only to church on Sundays, comes to listen to the word of God on Sundays, and that after that is out the window. They do not put it in action. When the winds of life blows, they do not have the word of God in them. You know, the last song said the battle is of God. But you have to have the word of God that's seed in you to be able to defend, to be able to stand strong in Jesus' name. So what is in your chalkboard this morning? Obedience to God's word. Obedience to the word of God. You must have the authority of God in you to be able to be obedient to that authority. So we will look at the parable of the soul in the Bible. We all know this parable of the soul. And then we'll look at what is the internal word, the word of God that we are talking about. So but let me start with the parable of soul, which is in, in Mark 4, verse 1 to 9. It's also in Matthew, Is also in the book of Matthew 13, 1 to 9. It's also in the book of Luke 8, 4 to 8, the parable of Soab. But let's look from the account of Mark, what he says. So we'll read Mark 4, verse 1 to 9. I like this parable of Soab. It's one of this parables in the Bible, where Jesus gave out this parable, and also try uh, to summarize and go deeper in the parable so that people can understand what he was saying. So I'll start from verse 1. And again, he began to teach by the sea. As Jesus began to teach by the sea. And a great multitude was gathered to him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught, them in many, he taught them many things in parables, and said to them in his teaching, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened, as he sowed, that some seed fell by the wayside, and the best of the air came and devoured them. The Sunday, Sunday, churchgoers. The people that are happy for the moment. Hallelujah! I raise my hallelujah up! You know, I know God will solve my problem, but as soon as they leave this place, they forgot about the authority that they have in them. They forgot about the word of God in their lives. It happened as for Verse 4. As it happened as he sowed that seed fell by the wayside and the base of the air came and devoured, and devoured it. Verse five, some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it has no depth of earth. So I heard it, yeah, for that moment. Okay, yeah, Jesus, I know, I believe in you, you solve my, my problems. Even as I go out to do, I go out in the power of you, oh God, in your world, you said this. And as soon as the things of the earth comes, huh, that crushed, that disappeared. They forgot the word again. They forgot to hold on to the word of God to the end. So we'll talk more about when we come to where Jesus was trying to summarize and tell, go deeper on this parable so that you will understand that this is not my word, but the word of my Father that sent me. In verse, in verse 7, it says, Some seed fell among tongues, And thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. We had the word of God. When the trials and tribulations of this earth comes around, we forgot to stand firm. And you know the battle, but but belongs to Him. You forgot that word. You are unable to allow the seed to multiply and bear fruit in you. But other seed fell on good ground. And yielded a crop that sprung up, increased and produced some thirtyfold, sixtyfold, sixty-fold, some a hundred. And he said to them, he who has ear, let him hear. Let him hear what God is saying to him. So let's look at where he explained it, and I want to explain it more to you as well. We are all sowers. God has given us his word. To sow. And to sow in the life of others. And to sow in our lives too. Because as you read the word of God, you are sowing also in your life. So let's read Mark 4, uh, verse 13 to 20, where he explained the parable of the soul. And we go on. So I will start from Mark 4, 13 to 20. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? Normally, you know, Jesus talks in parable, but he's not there to explain. But this one, he explained it because it's important that we have the word of God in us to face tomorrow. So that we understand the word of God, that we have the word of God in us, that authority, that when the trials and tribulations of this earth comes, that we stand and stand firm. Because he has given us all to fight. So verse 13, And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the world. The sower sows the world. I am sowing this morning in your life and in my life too. The sower sows the world. And these are the ones... By the wayside where the word is sown, when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. That's the one I explained to you earlier. I said, yeah, at this moment, they're happy rejoicing, yeah, praising God. They heard the word. But as soon as they leave this door, it's gone. You're on your own. They forgot the word of God that they have heard. They forgot that they should allow the word of God to bear fruit in their lives. So in verse 16, these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterwards, when tribulations and persecution arises, For the world's sake, immediately they stumble. When it's time for you to say, yes, I am going to apply the word of God that I have learned. I don't know the problem in your life, the situation that you are facing in your life. But the moment you needed to apply that word, you stumble. Because it did not fall on the good soil it was on the stony spot that has less earth. So it was able to be rooted. It was unable to bear fruit. You were unable to apply it and say, yes, this is what the word of God says in my life. That no matter the circumstance that I am in, that I am coming true from it in the name of Jesus. You forgot to say that I don't care what the doctor said. But one thing the Bible says that by his stripes I am healed. You forgot it. You forgot that the Bible said you're looking for the fruit of the womb. And the Bible says in Psalm 27, it said that the fruit of the womb is a reward from God. You forgot it. You forgot that the Lord is your shepherd and you should not want. You forgot it. You forgot that though you walk through the valleys and the shadow of death, you fear no evil. You forgot that one. You forgot that the Lord is the light, your light and your salvation. Why should you be afraid? You forgot that. And you forgot that whatever you lay your hands upon, the Lord says that you will prosper. You forgot that one. So when the trials and the tribulations comes, you forgot that. You said you're looking for promotion, and you said, God, I pray so much, now I am giving up. But the Bible says that promotion comes neither from the east or from the west, but it comes from him alone. You forgot that one. And then when the trials came and said, "Mm, I've been with this infirmity as a Christian. I shouldn't be with this. No, 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 you are in the world. But the difference in the world is how you go through it. That's the difference, how you go through it. The Lord will make it. He will carry you. He will be there for you. He will see you through. The response that you get when you are not a Christian is not the same output that you get when you are a Christian. Do it my tarry. But one thing is that joy comes in the morning. That's the word of God. You have been with this infirmity like the man by the pool up beside says, I have been with this infirmity for 37 years. Imagine you will give up. You said, no, 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 the word of God. I don't think I'm ready for this world to seed to keep germinating. No way. You have to rely on the power of God because that whatever he says that will happen will surely come to pass. That's why I love the word of God. He does not lie. Tell me where he lies. He does not lie, but you have to keep firm and keep praying and keep believing and keep surrendering yourself to God. And it will come to pass. That's how you make yourself to be the good soil. So that when trials and tribulations come, you will not stumble. So we, we, we come back to... Um, Verse 18. Now these are the ones sown among tongues. They are the ones who hear the word of God and the cares of this earth and the seefulness of riches and the desire for other things entering in choke the world and it becomes unfruitful. A lot of things comes in. You want to make it, you know, by all means. You have to, you go on holidays, you decide let me get into this temple and worship other gods. Or because you want to pay pressure. You want to be like your pears. I don't care how I get the money. I don't care how, what I do. They smoke, I smoke, they do this, I do this. No. Let the desires of other things entering in choke the world that you have. In verse 20, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it. And bear fruit, some thirty-fold, subsistence fold, and some a hundred-fold. You have to allow the word of God to dwell in you. You have to allow the word of God to dwell in you. That internal word, In Genesis 1, Verse one, I'm reading from chapter one, verse one. It says that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then John later said that the word became flesh and dwelt among men. That is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's the name that only, that we can be saved through. No matter what you're passing, I have tried it and I've tested it. Our family have tried it and we have tested it in generations. Knowing that the only name or word that you can be saved is that authority in Jesus. And Jesus is in God. And the word was God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So, even as you hear this word this morning, allow the word to fall on that good soil. Make your body the temple of God. Disease will not, I'll tell you the points on how to be obedient to God's words, because that's the next question. The teaching. Is how we're talking about obedience to the word of God. And I have told you now in the book of Genesis, in the beginning, it says that the word was with God and the God was God. And it became flesh, as John said, and dwell amongst us. So how can you have this authority if you have not accepted truly, truly? That's why I asked you the first question. Do you have the word of God in you? Truly have you accepted Jesus Christ of Nazareth? Truly have you allowed that word of God to germinate and bear fruit in you? You can say I've given my life to Christ, but you have you allowed it to multiply 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold in your life to bear witness and help you as you navigate this earth? Because it says in the Bible that we we'll wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. But powers of principalities and wickedness in the high places. How do you wrestle against all this? Not flesh and blood. How do you do that? But what but, but of God? That is why you should be able to know that you must have this authority truly, truly in you. Don't be like the one that falls by the roadside. that On the stony or the rocky soil. The ones among the thorns but be the ones that fall on the good soil. Let your body, let your person be the good soil to allow the word of God to manifest in you. So how to be obedient to God's word? We have some pointers. One is to fill yourself with God's word and grow in faith. And the second is walk in accordance to his words. And the third one, turn away from sin. And the fourth is trust in the Lord. Number five is humility to his uh, words. So we take this point one after the other. And after that, we'll look at the reward of allowing the word of God, that seed, to grow. Allowing your body, allowing yourself, your mind, your soul and spirit to be the good soil. So the first one on how to be obedient to God's words. Fill yourself with God's word and grow in faith. Romans 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hear, by hearing the word of God. So now we are sowing the seed. You hear the word of God every day, you have your Alexa. We have all the technology now to even when we're getting ready to read the scripture to us while we get ready. You have your Bible apps. You have your talking Bible. You have everything that can say, Alexa, please read chapter this. And Alexa will read it straight away for you. Even as your busy moments, even as you're getting ready, you need to hear the word of God. And that is how you can grow in faith, how you can implement this word that you have heard. That is the way the word will work for you. By because you grow in faith as you listen to the word of God. Because hearing the word of God and hearing the word of God alone, you grow in faith. So it is paramount you hear the word of God. Daily. You hear the word of God. Prepare that soil so it becomes a good soil. So that as the seed is going in, it's germinating, it's bearing seed. Bearing fruits that will touch and reach the lives of others around you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Two is walk in accordance to his ways. Walk in accordance to his ways. In the book of Second John 1, verse 6. This is love that we walk according to his commandments according to his uh, authority, according to his words. This is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. So don't be like the, the seed on the, on the stony ground without deep roots. So walk in his commandment that he can send you helper, which is the Holy Spirit. That in the time of your needs, that the helper will be there for you. The Holy Spirit will carry you through. The Holy Spirit will direct you. The Holy Spirit will minister to you. He will, you know, direct your paths, your understanding, wisdom. He's the giver of wisdom. So that wisdom that you needed to go through this life, the Lord will give it to you. But you have to accept the word of God and walk in it in accordance to it. Because he said that whoever that lacks wisdom should come to him, that he's the one that gives wisdom abundantly. So whatever you needed to go through this life, it is there for you. All you need to do is allow the word of God, prepare yourself to be the good soil. in Jesus' name. Because also in John 14, verse 15 to 18, Jesus promises another helper. But you have to walk in accordance to his uh, word. And he will give us another helper that will abide with us uh, forever. So I like uh, verse 17. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he will dwell with you and will be in you. You have to have that seed in you, so that he can send you another helper, even when the world cannot see that helper. But because you have the seed of God in you, because you have the power of God in you, he will give you that helper that will help you to navigate this world that we live in. You think, as a Christian, that the, the whole the, the play it will be smooth running? No, the world is never smooth running. Even Jesus faced trials and tribulations. You know, even people that's worshipping and believing in God, even Sarah, when he continuously prayed for years, even Moses, a lot of things happened. But if you have the word of God in you, even like in Hezekiah, you know, when God said, it's time to prepare your place in order. But he had the word of God. He reminded God, his words, and the things he has done also. And the Lord also did what? Added more years to him. So if you have this word in you, that spirit of truth which the world cannot receive because they have not accepted Jesus Christ of Nazareth, which is the word, which is the seed. So this morning, I pray that you walk in accordance to the word of God. So I, I pray that you, you hear and listen to the word of God. The third point is turn away from sin, so that you remember that it says that some fell on the stony uh, on the stony soil, and some among the thorns. So when the things of the world comes, they die. So uh, Psalm one one nine verse thirty seven. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Establish your word to your servant who is devoted to fearing you. I know each and every one of us are devoted to fearing God. But ask God today to revive your heart. Ask God to revive your spirit. Ask God to revive your person. Ask God to revive all that concerns you. And allow his Word to be established in you. If you try this, I tell you, you will reap the benefit of it, which we'll come and uh, talk about uh, later. So trust in the word of God, Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 4. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. I want to quickly, because of time, jump to verse 8 of it. And it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Just trusting in the Lord. Because when the doctor says, yeah, we have this diagnosis, and you look and say, yeah, okay, this is the treatment you follow, continue to follow the treatment and begin to trust in God and lean not on your understanding. And when the Bible says, oh, and the doctor says again, you cannot have a child because of this. Okay, that's fine. You follow the treatment and begin to trust God. It will give health to your soul because all things are possible. We, re- we sang that song, all things are possible. Do not forget that word of God, that all things are possible. And number five is humility to his word. Humility cures worldliness Because remember some of the seed got lost or they didn't grow because they have no roots because of worldliness. In James 4, verse 7 to 8, therefore submit to God versus the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Amen? Amen. So I don't know what it is. Is it it saying that is separating you, that will not allow the word of God to germinate in you? Is that sinful nature that you hear and say, God, I am surrendering myself to you, I will not go back to my old nature. But as soon as you leave this place, that's it. Submit yourself. Resist from devil and he will flee from you. So I will quickly summarize in terms of um, the reward. The reward of being obedient. The Lord will be your shepherd. He will give you the desire of your heart. He will direct your path and he will give you peace. I have lots of Bible Verses here, but due to timing, I will summarize it using Psalm 23. Remember last year I preached about Psalm 23, that the Lord is your shepherd. So when you are invited, Christ invited this morning to your life, true and true, have the word of God in your life this morning and say, God, you are my shepherd, true and true, I will not go astray. You will reap the benefit. He said he is your shepherd you shall not want. He makes you to lie down in green pastures. Just read along that line. When you have the word of God, you shall not want. I always said, economy say there's a difference between want and need. Need is something you are desperate about, but want is extra's. You shall not want, even when you walk through the valleys and the shadow of death, you fear no evil, but because the Lord is with you. His rod and his staff will comfort you. He he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. He will anoint your hair with oil, and your cup will overflow. That is the benefit of being obedient to God's word. He will give you peace. He will take you beside the still water where there is stillness. Even when the problems of the world comes over, he will defend you. He will make your cup to run over. He will make you to be in abundance in this life. He will provide for you. He will direct your path because he's your shepherd. That is the benefit of being obedient to the word of God. Remember the desire of the Lord he will give you the desires of your heart. He will make you to prosper because even in Psalm 37, verse uh, 3 to 7, he says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land as you prepare your body to be the temple of God. Do good. Do good to everybody that you come along, not just people that you know, people you don't know. Go out, out of your way to go do good deeds. The Lord will delight in you. he remembered remember that. Because that was the same thing that Hezekiah told God. Remember everything that I did. So also in verse uh, 7 of chapter 7, it says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. In Jesus' name, Amen. So he will direct your path. He will be with you because in Psalm 119, he says that his word, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn and confirmed that I will keep your righteous judgment. So imagine the light of God. Imagine the word of God being a lamp unto your feet. How will you fall astray? How will you go astray? Because he's your shepherd. So I want to remind you in Psalm 119, verse 89, Forever, O Lord, your world is settled in heaven. So what are you passing through? What are you passing through? What are the obstacles in your way? What are the barriers in your way that you cannot come through and be the good soil? That you cannot have the authority of God? Deeply rooted in you. That you cannot allow the word of God to work for you. What are the obstacles? But this morning, I said, bring it to the feet of God. Bring your problems, the delays in your life, the insolvency, the addictions, the war in your heart, the dark shadows in your life. Bring it to Christ this morning. Depression, lack of direction. Bring it to God this morning. And he will make a way for you because forever his word is settled in heaven. So this morning I will say, Allow the word of God to bear fruit in your heart. I'll summarize by reading Hebrews 4, verse 12. The word of God is sharper than two-edged sword, the word of God is living and powerful, it is living. It is powerful. The same word, the same thing he did yesterday, he's still doing it today. It is living. So whatever situation you're passing through, when you hear the word of God and go to the word of God, it is there for you. Someone has passed through that situation. And the wisdom for you to navigate through that situation is in the word of God. It is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow and is a the of the thoughts and intents of the heart. In Jeremiah 23, verse 29, the word of God is hammer. Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer, that breaks the rock in pieces. So whatever the barrier that is holding you back right now, I say let the fire of the Holy Ghost break it and consume it into pieces in the name of Jesus. That you can come true and uh, you can come true and accept his word in the name of Jesus. So that the word of God will bear fruit for you in Jesus' name. That whatever you are asking God of, that the Lord will set you free in the name of Jesus. Even when I was preparing this message, I felt overwhelmed by the power of God. And I said, God, let your power, let your word walk in your people this morning as we sow the seed in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to pray with you. And even as the band comes up, I want to pray with you. And then you can collect your children and come back in front for prayers. I want to pray for you daily in my heart. And this morning, I want us to call down the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's the word of God. He says he became flesh and dwell among men. So I don't know the problem you're facing through. I don't know what is that body in your heart. I don't know what the barrier is in your heart. I don't know what it is, but my God is a consuming fire. And he will consume all in Jesus' name. Amen.